brilliant films from the 70s. Laying them down, the sounds of the 70s. Hey there, boppers. Hey there, kids. How are you doing out there? Welcome back. Another week of Horror Movie Survival Guide. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror notebook to corrupt one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices, spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the, the final girl. Hi, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. Hi, I'm Terry. I'm Julia. This week we'll be talking about 1975's The, the Devil's, Devil's Rain. Rain. I just did rain hands. You did rain hands. <laughs> ja- they're kind of jazz hands with like sparkle With trickle trickles. Trickle Spirit trickle. fingers, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, spirit fingers, mm-hmm. absolutely. What's up, Peyton? Uh, so this is from the original notebook, mm-hmm. OG horror movie notebook. Yes. The tagline for this movie... Absolutely the most incredible ending of any motion picture. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I would say no. No on that one. No. <laughs> That's I love that. I love that kind of shit, though. You know, like, it's super presumptuous. It's like the Slither um, trailer, which is one of my favorite things. They're like, better than The Shining. It's not since the blah, blah, blah. Not since the blah. Not since, you know what I mean? Like, what's one of those that, like, makes it seem like this... Ar- artistic thing for this like hot trash yeah that's what this is and yeah. i love it uh so this movie was written by uh several several three writers oh uh, that's never a problem gabe so james ashton and jerome hopman directed by robert foist who also directed the abominable dr fibes which you haven't if you haven't seen is awesome have with not. Vin- vincent price oh um so the uh, there's a one of the critics said I think this is a very good this sums up this movie quite nicely that this is the ultimate cult movie because it's about a cult has a cult following mm-hmm. was devised with input from a cult leader yeah the the Church of Satan guy Anton like Levey yeah Anton was there as and a consultant saw a future superstar indoctrinated it into a cult he'd help popularize. <sighs> Oh my God, it is meta. I didn't yeah. think about that mm-hmm. part, but very, very true. Yeah, it is. So I have some exciting alternate universe casting for you for Bring this it on. film. Okay. So we could have had, mm-hmm. um, as uh, Mark Preston, who was played by William Shatner, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Plummer. Oh, Edelweiss. A- okay. So, yeah, I would have loved to you see th- that. You think Sound of Music? I think Silent Partner when I think of Christopher Plummer. <laughs> and that is our podcast in a nutshell this week. Um, <laughs> for um, We could have also had for Dr. Richards, we could have had Joseph Cotton. Okay. Or Peter Cushion. Okay. I love me some cotton. So yeah. I would have adored that. Yeah. Um, and the dream, which we, we, I'm sad we couldn't have had this for Corbis. Um, who was played by Ernest Borgnine, mm-hmm. Vincent Price. Aww. Now, Vincent Price is in Abominable Dr. Five, so it makes sense that he would transition on into this, but him as he the, like... killed this role. Vincent Price as a cult Satanist leader. Oh. Yeah. I, to die for, for real, though. Like, that would have been so good. I mean, Borgnine, whatever, but, like... <laughs> No love for Borgnine? No, I love Ernest Borgnine. Like, I love, I was like, as soon as I saw the cast, I was like, oh, I'm super in because I love like shitty 70s, like just schlock. And that's what I was like, this is, that's what this is. It's 
all it looks like that whole Tom Skerritt, like young and like hot. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like give all of this to me, like every single thing about this. But like Vincent Price for Borgnine, though, I mean, that's like, yeah, I, that's apple orange. Like you can't even compare that shit. Like yeah, that's that's true. True. Mm. Um, so this movie opens. I, I like the the use of the Bosch paintings. Yeah. Which are the most disturbing paintings of all then, time. You just, any little tiny detail you point out, you're like, ugh. It's terrifying. Ugh. And then the sound, I was like, the sounds, I was like, hell soundscape intro, dissonance and suffering. Beautiful. Yeah. You hear people <laughs> crying for help. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is all going to go very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we open on Ida Lupino, who is looking worried by the oh, window. Fretting mother by the window. I was like, that's what, fretting mother. That's literally my first note. Yeah. I was like, fretting mother. I love it. The, it's raining outside and, and thundering and she's worried about somebody coming home. I was like, oh no. Um, and we get somebody who comes to the door. They're like waiting for the book. Corvus wants his book. What is this book they're talking about? What is the book? But they won't give it. Mm-hmm. And then his face melts. You're like, wow. Oh. They're starting off. It's already Satan craziness. The Satanist could make you see anything. Right. It's and all then, an illusion. Yeah. Because then it looked like it's like wax. And I was like, was he real? Not real? Is it like a like... What is it? What is the thing? What is she on? Yeah. We don't know. Are, where, give me the good drugs. <laughs> Pass them over. What's happening? <laughs> but luckily they have a secret panel in the floor of their house where mm-hmm. they hide the secret book. The book that he came for. And the I was like, oh, they do have it. They I wasn't sure it. if they really had it or if that was just some crazy person. I was like, oh, they do have a book. And he also has an amulet mm-hmm. of protection, which is always it looks like nice. a Jesus amulet. And I was like, yes, I love an amulet. What is a Jesus amulet? Well, just like a cross. Like oh. it looks like Jesus is supposed to protect Oh, I thought it. there was like a Jesus amulet that I didn't know about. That I was like, Jesus had an amulet? I, got, I was not on board with that. No, no, no. It not that I know. Yeah, well, <laughs> the 70s. Yeah. Everyone had an amulet. Sex amulet? Anyway. Uh, but they have, you know, the Satanists are clever and they have this like distraction ploy where they mm. make them think there's someone in the car and then he comes back and there's a voodoo doll stuck on his steering wheel. Yeah, but I was like, the voodoo doll's wearing the mom's outfit. Oh yeah. no, I was stressed when I saw that. It's this little like wax doll with her outfit. I was like, no, no, no. And they come so back. Shatner goes yep. back in the house and it's like, oh. She's gone. And they strung up there his like little handyman. So sad. Little, little grandpa looking guy. And like he's just like leave man. Him. He's like hogtied basically. Like it's just so upsetting. So he unties him and he's freaking out and they had no faces. faces. And I was like, oh no, they're melted too. Oh shit. No faces. That's never good. Um, but they Can got- I just know Shatner's coloring in this it looks like he's like sunburned because it's the 70s and no one wore skincare it's like he's yeah, so red they're out in the middle of the desert yeah. filming this thing i was dying i was like no one wore. i was like oh yeah no one wore sunscreen yeah. it's like watching an old movie like in the 80s i mean like no one had boob jobs yet like they have now you know yeah. what i mean though like it's just like there's different like anyway i was blown away by the epic sunburn uh, on his face <laughs> and we are they're making a use of the, the western town set yes and you're like when you, you satan satanists and westerns like it's like a marriage made in heaven i didn't know they could taste so good together honestly i would not have thought of it either but i was like good use of like 
clearly we have a ton of those sets left over here that people don't use as often. What can we do with this set? Mm -hmm. uh, so he goes to try to get some water out of the town water pump, but no can do. Just dust comes out, but then Ernest Borgnine appears. We have to tell him how he gets out there, though, because he drives out to this place because that's where the, he thinks Corbus is, is going to be. So he's right. trying to go out there to get some restitution and try to find his mom and like wh whatever's going on. So he drives a really long way, like out into the middle of literally nowhere to this, this Western town. And yes, so he's pumping water out one of those old timey like wells, which I love. I was like, yes, old timey Western town well, and nothing's coming out. It's like rrr, rrr, nothing. And Ernest Borgnine appears magically and they have a face off. They, and he issues him a challenge. My faith against yours. Title of episode. Title of episode. Um, and if uh, Mark wins, William Shiner wins, mom and dad back, no problem. But uh, if he loses the book and him, his soul and, and him, really. And he's like, yeah, no problem. He's, I like, got yeah, it. I can, he's like, I can take you on because he's got it. He's feeling brave. He's got his amulet. He also is like, I'm strong in my faith. I don't need to worry about this Satan guy. I'll be fine. So let's let's get right into these satanic rituals. So I, you know, I think that this movie was supposedly like part of the big satanist fear satanic craze panic totally that went on this. during the seventies, mm -hmm. which if which I delved into one night and was all like blameless. Like there is no satanist like going around killing people. Like that was just hype. Like they have satanists who go uh, do rituals, and Anton Lavey obviously is the well having him as a consultant. I don't think helped the cause with this either. Like do you know what I mean? Though like having, I mean, his name is listed towards the top and i was like oh then i was watching the movie i was like oh dude really <laughs> but i mean it's just like you're you're just doing like basic ritual stuff i don't mm. you know it's not anywhere nearly as exciting as i'm sure everyone imagines it to be but of course they have to hollywood it up it's big time as they always do but yep. you know against this satanic ritual mark has his faith and his prayer and he it's he's He's trying, but it's Shatner and he's not trying very hard really it looks like and he's like he's just looks really afraid. So he's in this little chapel in the middle of nowhere, you know, in this little Western town and that it's all boarded up on the outside, but the inside is kind of dope. I was like, yeah, walls are painted all black and they've got all these like stained glass. Yeah. Stained glass with Boba Fett on it or Baphomet. I, I, I would say his name. I thought you said Boba Fett. And yeah. I was Boba like, Fett. Boba Fett. there too. <laughs> no. <laughs> Boba Fett stained glass. Would what? Oh my God, I want Boba Fett seeing glass. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> to do your satanic rituals underneath? <laughs> I feel like that's correct. Like Satan Jediism. Done. <laughs> we just created a whole new religion, man. After somebody's already started. <laughs> so, so we yes. see, we finally see his mom. Uh, no eyes. Yeah. So that's the thing when you get with this Corbus guy is he takes away your eyes and then you're also, your face kind of also looks like wax now. So this is a problem. And you have to wear like a cloak. So you're always got to wear the cloak and then you're always like kind of in prayer. But it's just one of those things where like he takes your eyes away so you can really see kind of deals. Blah, blah. Yeah. And then as me as an actor, again, I always think about these poor actors who just sit there with these things over their eyes for like how long, you know, and they're like, all freaking day. How much, how much patience does she have for something like that? And I always think too deep. <laughs> no, I thought about that too. That is not too deep because that looks like a pain in the a to have to do that but that's what happens when you follow corbis yes and we there's a scuffle and somebody is shot but we figure out when they're shot you're not i guess they're not really human anymore because they're not bleeding blood they bleed out like wax it's, it looks it's like, like this blue and pink 
I was gonna say green and pink milk was gonna be my oh yeah guess. It's like looks like milky, but it looks. I thought it was because when, wax they, when makes it's more left sense. over, it's wax like on the ground. That's what they saw like when like what's his face melted in the rain. Mm. Steve melted in the rain, and so um, yeah. Uh, and they uh, Corvus plays a trick, makes uh, Mark think that the amulet around his neck is a snake, so he flings it off, and now he's no longer protected. No longer protected. And I was like, seriously, that is the easiest trick in the book. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, Shat, really? You fell for you it? You say that, though, but then you look down and there's a snake around your neck, and it's just instinct. You would just fling it off. You wouldn't think about it. But he's in the middle of a faith ch- anyway. I know. That's me being like... I know. But yeah. But that's cut to mm-hmm. Tom Skerritt. Yeah. Tom Skerritt, who was a professor. So that's what happens. As soon as the snake flings, we do literally cut to yeah. this like medical, surgical looking like, uh, uh, what do they call it? Surgery theater? Oh. You know, like whatever. Where it's uh-huh. like those people can watch what's happening up front in the middle of a medical class. Uh, and Tom Skerritt uh, has his wife, uh, Julie, on mm-hmm. the table. And he's doing, he's talking about how his wife has ESP powers. So she's got these like little like, what are those things? Sensors? Yeah, that they put on you like EKG type sensors. Right. things but on her like head and stuff like to check her brain waves and they've got it all old-timey science i thought about you because i was like yeah. julia probably loves this old-timey science shit yeah i do <laughs> with all the little like sensors and gauges and someone sitting at a desk looking very serious yes watching an- the analog buttons yes. and things like that and watching flashing the- lights mm-hmm. Um, and, but she has visions, um, and she sees, uh, Mark being tortured in her vision. Yep. Um, she flashes to basically the rituals we were seeing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And sees him being branded. Yep. Uh, and we also see, I liked, uh, Lilith queen of delights. We love Lilith queen of delights. So who, like a fair, mm, beautiful woman coming towards you and then you kiss her and it's your mom. Yeah. It's your mom with no eyes. (laughs) That's a turn off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was so gross. But I love that moment too. Because I was like, Lilith, like Lilith, Bear. like she's like supposed to be like the first woman, like or whatever. Like she's like the other Eve or something, like mythology wise. But it's so funny. So yeah, Lilith is kind of hot ish, but she wasn't as hot as like the other ladies in the movie so they're far. All hot and sweaty, man. Yeah, yeah they're in, in the, the middle, middle of, desert. of the desert on a low budget film where I'm like, why do they use all this wax? Everybody's probably melting already, like <laughs> ready to melt. <laughs> So yeah, Lilith turns into your mom without eyes trying to make out with you. That is off-putting. The ultimate turnoff. Um, so, so Thomas, but t- the wife is like, I have this vision. I think you have Mark's to get out there. I know where he is. Mm-hmm. So they go to the house where the, where Thank they Thank goodness first- for a psychic wife. Yeah, right? She gets like no love in this movie, but she's the crux. She's how they are able to figure it out. Uh-huh. And so they go out to the, the, the farmhouse first that, that they were originally at, that we originally met the family at, and runs into the old guy who's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's still scared. And I love him, this poor old man. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like he tells them everything. The sheriff's already been by and doesn't buy his story. They're like, dude, like this old guy told us this whole story about this guy melting, like bullshit, um, doesn't believe a word he's saying. And so, um, you know, um, 
Tom Skerritt, whose character's name is Tom, um, is like, we got to get out there. So he and Julie are like, we, ha- we have to go. The sheriff's like, I'm not going to help you. Just let me know. Check in with, when we, with me when you get back. Uh, oh, those t- helpful sheriffs. Super unhelpful. He's like, See? take lots of water. Right, but this is it's a horror. Trope. That's what I wrote. I was the like, horror movie survival guide tip is that you always have to do it yourself. The, yeah, don't the, trust the, the cops. The authorities are never going to help you. Um, so they go out there and kind of look around. They see the the stained glass, the Boba Fett stained glass. That, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, hey, that's the stained glass for my vision. Like, yeah. we're in the right spot. They find Mark's shirt. But they also talk about the church because this is one of my favorite little clues. They were uh-huh. like, that's not churches like here. That's churches like in Salem. That's not like a Western style church. That's like an old Salem style, like that type of church. And I was like, ooh, witchery. Oh. We like it. We like mm-hmm. it. Uh, and they, uh, the Satanists uh, set their car on fire. And just you're like, well, well. Stuck while they're out, 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 not in the car, thank goodness, while no. they're out and about looking around the town. And but they come back to leave yeah. and they're like, no, well, that's out. And now, you know, it, it's so, so interesting to live in a time where this kind of thing would not be that big of a problem. You'd be like, oh, I call for help. But like there, you're like, there is no that. There is no, no help to be gotten. There is no help. You're... There's no way to call because they're literally in the middle of nowhere. They've already told the sheriff. The sheriff is like, already doesn't give a shit. So and doesn't believe him. No help's going to come. Um, so let's go to a... Pilgrim flashback, shall we? Yes. This was great. So this is where we're, this is where we just got that clue about these are like those churches in Salem. Oh, because it was like a church in Salem mm-hmm. because Corbus has made it look exactly like the old one basically that he had before. So we go back in time and we see his basically his church or his cult back in the day and he's getting all these people to sign this book book that he has so they're signing the book and then that what happens is one of the followers has left and gone and told whatever authorities of that time that what's going on and they're coming to get them so it's martin fife who is william shatner's predecessor mm-hmm. um who has betrayed them and now is they're going to have this scuffle in the book and who's on whose side and corvus can't lead the everlasting souls in the kingdom without the book and if the book is lost so, so now you know why the fight was happening because this is like an ancestral curse basically that's been happening to this family and so corvus has been around for a really long time you're like how have you been able to keep, stay around so long he grabs some candles and some wax and things and i was like oh the wax is a thing it's always been a little waxy because he does this thing to be able to stay alive this thing that he's done to continue on is like basically using this wax to help control the people and keep the people sealed to him yes so they are the descendants for all eternity are cursed until the book is returned to him so now we know why the book is so important and why they're always looking for the damn book because you literally have heard the book the book the book a lot throughout the movie (laughs) Um, so the wife tries to leave uh, to go get the sheriff in the other car but then sees Ida Lupina in the back seat and freaks out and crashes and so then they have her now which is of course in their plan so like the the Satanists are always going to be kind of like two steps ahead of you it seems almost impossible especially if you're going out there like when they were driving they were driving away because they got into the other car that had been left out there from Preston like right. from um, Mark and like it, I was like, okay, great, they're they're leaving. But then when he got out of the car, I was like, what are you gonna go back and do? You got a gun, a gun, and there's like a whole horde of them out yeah. there. I was like, that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, horror movies thriving at people. Why do you turn back and go to the Satanist when you literally look like you were about to be free? Mm. 
but I guess he was, he really felt driven by some mission. And I also think he was also driven by the old pact. He doesn't even realize that he's actually part of part of that. He has to be there. Cause when, um, Corbus had originally gotten like burned at the stake. He said that he was going to come back and like haunt them forever. So this is what's going on. Yeah. Don't you think being a cult leader for that long would be, just be tiring? I feel like, you know, yeah, it's a but, lot of energy. I mean, if you're like that much of an egomaniac, it's like a power you thing, need right? it. And that's like what fuels him is these people like. But it seems like he could do some really pretty cool things. Like why not be expanding your cult instead of just like he hiding more away. Fun. You're right. Hiding away in a desert. Like where you have all this, like go to New York City and like cause some havoc. Like really get like a he thing He might have gone there. We don't know what his lineage, how weather places that's he's right. gone he's along got, the way. He's how got long that. It- 400 years of blankness. How long he had to follow. He mean, he followed them all the way out West from Salem. So we don't know. That's true. He might've had some fun along the way. We're just seeing the shit ball end. Yeah. Where's the devil's reign, like uh, (laughs) fanfic that's going to fill in those gaps for us. I'm sure it's already out there. Like let us know people. Send it to us. Yeah. Um, So Tom Skerritt sneaks in to this ritual and he thinks he's being real stealthy, but of course they know he's there because they can sense it. Cause he's got eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that was my thing. And there's like, only two people in this room that have eyes. Corbis, Corbis and you. And him. So it's like everyone else is like seeing with like their like Corbis six fence, like other eyes. Situation. I, I know the movie doesn't have the budget for it, but it would have been nice to have seen like what they see like, right. from their point of view, like would be this cool um, kind of, I don't know thing um but we do see william shatner with no eyes which is quite an image it's terrifying it's great but it's also kind of great because he's still shatner and he's like still got that kind of pace about his his movements even though it's like he doesn't have eyes and that's kind of wonderful i loved it but they have of course they they have to be they have to fight uh the wife is about and the branding's happened to his chest now yes she saw in the vision and everything's going according to plan and now Mm -hmm. they're going to turn her because you know she's nice and useful but then they also realize like oh no she's got more powers like she's supposed to be here because she does have this esp and does have this vision and like so there's a reason they want her for sure i wish that played a little bit more into this movie like a little more fire starter in this you know it should have been more about like she could have like powered but like, she wasn't the biggest star in the movie no she wasn't <laughs> Well, in our a remake of The Devil's Reign, we'll make it all about that character and her cool psychic, psychic battle at the, against, against against the Satanists, right? Yes. That's not what this movie is. Um, no. <laughs> but there is, they do find this ram statue that has a bunch of souls trapped inside of it. Yeah, it's like an egg. It's like it looks like like a really big freaking Fabergé egg with mm-hmm. like a legs. window on it, basically mm-hmm. with legs, and it's got horns on the top of it, like ram horns on the top. It's kind of cool. I would put one in my house. I mean, except for you see and hear horrible the sounds shrieking, of hellscape all the time. Trolls. Yeah, that sucks. But other than that, it's kind of pretty. It is kind of pretty, <laughs> but it is the devil's reign. So here's the question: So he's collecting these souls. Yeah, is he collecting them for Satan or for himself? That's a really good question. And what, unclear because why do you why are you storing them? Wouldn't you think you would use them to your advantage? No, in because some way? you need the book. He needed the book. The book to actually connect all of them with like he needs the book to like fulfill the prophecy of everything. So he's been using that as like his Tupperware, right? So really, we could call this Devil's Tupperware. Uh huh. <laughs> not, not as scary. Okay. But that's kind of what it is. Like, it's like a really big, like, Tupperware yeah. for him to hold souls. And while he while he tries to figure out where this damn book went. And in the middle of this, like, Dr. Richards comes back mm-hmm. in and, like, he thinks he's going to save everybody. And he's like, 
And oh, this is just, Eddie Alpert, which yes. Albert, which I love from Green Acres. Anyone just me? Okay, great. So like I love 70s TV so much. So seeing all these like random old stars was just fabulous. And so he's thinks he can come in and save them. Yeah. He's like, I love that moment where he puts the he has the the Tupperware over his head. <laughs> he's like, I will destroy it. And they just take and it out of his hands. Literally grab it from his hands. <laughs> I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Like, oh yeah. That was great. That was that was a lot of help, Dr. Richards. Thanks. Thanks like, for that. Good job. It just reminded me of like what movie? I forget what it is. It's one of those ones I think maybe maybe it was an episode of The Simpsons where like the grandpa's like thinks he's gonna punch somebody and he's like, I I used to have a lot of strength, you know, like in his mind he's still a young man, and that's the moment I think he kinda has to like, Oh, with my bare hands, I shall end this ri-. Oh. No. It is out of my hands. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Take it away and I'll stand here yep. awkwardly. Yep. Um, but if they destroy the devil's reign, uh, he, they will become a creature of nothing, wandering neither heaven nor hell. Because no one has ownership of their soul anymore. So basically they're kind of like this weird fucked up purgatory is what would happen to them. Like limbo. Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, there's worse things than limbo, I right? would think. I mean, it sounds boring, but it doesn't sound torturous. Well, the torture is that you have no idea where you're going and what you can Nothing you can do. Oh, sounds like my real life. <gasps> you don't like Caribbean music, Wes? Oh, God. Oh, God. Wes. That was not hot, limbo, hot, hot. Limbo joke. Um, I'm going to say day now. But of course, the devil's reign is smashed. And everybody starts to melt. And this sequence went on forever. forever. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we get it. They're melting. Still well, melting. They were like, this is the, this is the, the money shot. This is what we got. This is where our money is going. It went on all these damn masks. So if we've had all this money on all these masks and all these people, we got to get money of them melting off of everyone. Shout out to Ida Lupina, who was game enough to have green goo spill out of her eye mask onto her face. Well done. Impressive on that one. And all the, of them, honestly. There's like a hell pit that opens and there's like a ram god that falls in. It just, it sounds more exciting than it is. Also, we failed to mention Jal Travolta in the midst of all this, not a line, just eyeless this entire movie. So he'll be in yeah. Carrie the next year, but this year, no lines, like part of the course. He's about to be boy in the bubble soon. And like, I know gonna it's be all going to work out for him. Welcome back, Cotter. You know, like he's, he's going to be fine. Or not. I like to, I, you, you know, it's nice to see them in the little, like, I'm in the Greek chorus in the background. No, I live for that 100% because I'm always like, that's me. Yeah. That's going to be me. I'm about to be a star. <laughs> you and me, Terry, one of these days. One of these days. <laughs> we're going to break out. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll get to wear wax mask on our faces. And Green just... goo down my face. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. I'd be so excited. Oh, my gosh. Um, so then we have this shot. We have Tom Garrett saved his wife. We're so excited holding her, but then not actually his wife. It's Ernest Borgnine. They're trapped in hell forever. Yeah, it looks like they're actually trapped in that thing that he thought looks like they broke and they're yeah. actually in the devil's reign forever where you're just pelted by rain forever see there's another julia ending the devil wins and i said Satan oh no julia's stuck in there corbett's really made it out oh no because we see corbett said crawling out of like this weird pit thing i didn't mind it though here because well i mean it was cheesy as hell and i loved it so i think we both got to win with I, this one i i don't have as much patience for this kind of schlock as you do like i find it <laughs> drudgery like i just want to i'm like do something say something come on like it just feels so 
I understand it does what it does well, and mm-hmm. I understand that it will forever be watched because it's the Satanist movie that has William Shatner and John Travolta and Orgus Bergnoying it. I get it. Is it a good movie? No, nah, really, no. Not. No. I mean, it's not known for that. I don't think so. But is it a fun movie? Could you watch it with your friends munching Doritos? Oh yeah. Yes. I would watch this on a Friday night with some beers yeah. and just so, like, like right enjoy at, the night. Right at your door. You don't take to a party. No. Devil's Reign would be fun Absolutely at a party. Absolutely a party. Mm-hmm. So it's we should be that should be a point we should add. Is this fun at a party or not? Hmm. Maybe maybe we add that now. Yeah, from now maybe. on. I like that. Uh so fun let's talk about some gore factor. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do our gore factor yeah, for us? Yeah, sure. Um one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, bathtub of blood. D- black bathtub of blood. <laughs> bathtub of blood. I swear I haven't Bath- had any blood today, you guys. Bathtub of blood. Five, run for the barf bag. Um, we gave this film a two. I mean, only because it's gory, but it's all fake as hell. So we were we were perplexed by it. Like, is it gore if it's bleeding a lot, but it's beating pink and green milk? Is that gore? And wax dripping and wax faces and no, but they have no eyes and that's kind of weird and like, you know, whatever. So movie ratings, zero to find chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastical. I give The Devil's Reign a two, barely qualifies as a horror film. (laughs) What did you give it? I gave it a three. Okay. Seen worse, seen better. Honestly, I have. You know, like, I feel like it's just, it was fun. I wasn't mad at it. Like, I was like, all right, I see why people like, why people watch this thing. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole and watched some, like, things on it after. Did you? You know what I mean, though? Because it's just, I was just like, this is hilarious. Um, And I'm sure a lot of people talk about it and and they do. And I'm sure that Anton LaVey loves this movie because now I'm sure how many followers did he get from after this film? Who knows? Who knows? But this was also when he was kind of like cool in Hollywood, I feel like. too. There was like a lot of people that like, and he's still, he's still running it, right? Is he alive still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then. Because they still, they I, they I follow their Twitter. They got a Twitter. As I said, <laughs> it's cult, hilarious. Cult leader just must be a long, just must be take a lot of energy. I think so. Um, so next week, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about a movie uh, that I saw and really liked, Annihilation. <gasps> this is one that's been on my list for a very, very, very long time because our old producer, Adam, this is one of his faves too because it's a little it's- sci-fi type, type horror, which is, I totally is in his wheelhouse too. Yeah. So I can't wait to cover this. Yes. I can't wait to talk to you about it yeah. because there's so much to talk to you about oh with this movie. I I can't wait. I love Natalie Portman. I think she's a goddess and I cannot wait to watch her. So, so thank you for listening to us talk about the devil's reign today. Mm-hmm. If you like what we talked about, or if you didn't talk to us at uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we are there uh, more than we should be. True. But we're here to serve. So you're here and then obviously, obviously check out our patreon.com as well. Slash horror movie survival guide. Um, episodes dropping early for you guys now we've got some more bonus content we have a monthly newsletter that goes out every month yeah. you guys. it goes a little bit more in detail about some of our regular life stuff and then also a little bit more in detail about the films that we're talking about why we chose them sometimes it's because of you and so uh, we look for your suggestions as well um, being a patron gets a lot more sway than uh, some of the other folks so uh, we'll put that out there too. help us pick the next movies we love you We do love you, and we will see you next week for Annihilation.